and welcome. This is Your Book, Your Story, the podcast dedicated to helping young authors promote their books and grow their audience rapidly. Join your host, Dr. Barker, along with special guests as they share their personal stories on how they learned their craft and how they got to where they are today. Now, let's get into today's episode. Today's guest is Connie Pontura. Connie is a leading authority in pain-free living, and she is all into everything to do with, you know, about getting your, your body in tune, you know, Pilates, meditation, mindset, all these things. One of the things that has drawn me to this conversation, and really I'm fascinated to learn more, is the name of her book. And it says, listen, watch, listen, watch what you say. Your body's listen. And I'm going to confess that I was at home one day and my daughter said something and I actually repeat those exact words to her. And just, it's a powerful thing. It was such a powerful thing. So, Connie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to be here, Miguel. Thank you so much. No, no, nice. It's really a powerful line and I, I think it's something that will stay with me forever. You know, yeah, because we you speak it in the being, we say stuff like that, don't we? Speak it in the always. being, yeah, always. And unfortunately, as human beings, we are not the kindest to ourselves, yeah. and so we say things that are very mean. Yeah. Um, and in fact, things that we would never say to our best friends because we wouldn't have best friends anymore. Yeah. And yet for some reason we feel that it's okay to say harmful and really disempowering words to ourselves. Yeah. And that's really why I, I wrote this book. Now it's, it, I can tell from the moment I saw the title, yeah. I knew that there was something there about speaking, you know, positive psychology, it's all these kind mm -hmm. of things. Connie, tell us a little about uh, your early life. Uh, sure. I grew up in outside of New York City. Um, I was a dancer. I got out of school as fast as I could because that's all I wanted to do was to be a dancer. I went to New York City. I got into the University of My Dreams, which was NYU Tisch School of the Arts. And I started dancing and I danced wow. for eight hours a day and I started to become in pain. Um, but I ignored it because, you know, I was young and I was a dancer and that's, you know, goes with the territory. And so I think it was about near the end of my sophomore year in uh, college and I was limping and not walking well. Wow. And one of the professors pulled me aside and she said, um, there's something going on with you and you have got to figure it out. And I was like, no, no, I think, you know, it's nothing. And she goes, no, no, you can hardly walk. And so I found myself to a uh, leading orthopedic surgeon in New York, and he said I had um, the bones of a 60-year-old woman, and there was no way I was ever going to be a dancer. And um, I had osteoarthritis, and it kind of changed the trajectory of, wow. of who I was going to be and what I was going to do. Wow. Um, it set me off on the path of discovering what pain is, how we deal with pain, and how we can shift our mindset and our pain changes and, and our life ultimately changes. 
Wow, wow, that's a fascinating story about yeah. how you, so you got into pain-free living because of that then? I did, I did. I became a massage therapist and I worked with a lot of dancers and I helped them take care of their body. And it just over the years and about 22 years ago, I discovered Pilates. And that really, for me, was full circle because it was a combination of my dance training, my massage training and everything. And I gravitated to people who were in pain because I understood that. Um, And from being in pain, it's, you know, 1.9 billion people in this world live in chronic pain. And so chronic pain is anything past three to six months that you have day in and day out. Yeah, yeah. And so it makes you small. It makes your life smaller. Yeah, it makes yeah. you shrink down because you're in pain all the time. And that's kind yeah. of your story. Yeah, yeah. So you're defined by your pain. You're defined by your pain. So how, when limits- you say that the it's within us in order to, mm-hmm. to fix that problem, what do you mean then? Well, I mean that after you've been to the doctors, and I work with a lot of Uh, surgeons and doctors in Los Angeles. But after you've been to the doctor and they said, you know, we've done everything we could do, you know, now it's kind of up to you. It's up to you. And, And pain is a gift. See, most people don't realize that, but we only hear through pain in our body. Because when you're feeling great, you're like, I'm feeling great. Yeah. You just move on with your day. But yeah. when you're in pain, that's when you're looking for the, the chiropractor, the acupuncturist, the massage therapist, the somebody who's physical therapist, somebody who's going to help you with your issue. And I always tell people that if you could flip it around and think about how it's your gift more than it's a terrible thing that's happened to you, all of a sudden you are open to what your body is trying to tell you. Is it trying to tell you to slow down? Is it trying to tell you to take some time for yourself? Is it trying to tell you to not sit at your desk for 10 hours a day? Is it trying to tell you that you need to have more fun? You need to have more joy. Uh, It's always trying to tell us something. We just have to become better listeners. So you were talking to me about the work that you were doing in terms of you know, with surgeons and how the cure, well, the remedy lies within us in order to, to do that. Mm-hmm. It seems that you've done a lot of work with Pilates. Now, you know, like you've, it says that you've had a number of um, certifications in yes. that. But I'm seeing here your title, Absolute Pilates Upstairs. What's that all about? Oh, that's the name of my studio. Oh, wow. Absolute Pilates Upstairs. <laughs> it happens to be upstairs on the second <laughs> On the second floor. Um, And so I have a brick and mortar uh, studio, but obviously three years ago, two and a half years ago, I had to close down as everybody did because of the pandemic. And after that, I went online and I started teaching virtually and I built out a membership program and that's called Absolutely Grounded. Um, And that's classes that you could do at home with certain props but I used pillows, water bottles in the beginning, you know, people didn't have very much. And so that's how I created all of that because I, my thing is the world is your gym. You know, we got, so, you know, people say I have to go to the gym. I have to go to work. And we could think about movement a little bit more, you know, of course we don't work in the fields anymore. We don't farm. That's, you know, people didn't go to the gym. They just lived their life, but we don't do that. We sit 
more than so anything. True. So true. And sitting and smoking in terms yeah. of the World Health Organization have been put on the same plane. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people's issue come in. We just get stuck. And so if you could think of the world as your gym, that means you don't use your car as much. You walk more. You take the stairs. Yeah. Right. You, you start to say, oh, where's my opportunity here to have? I have five minutes. I'm going to throw some music on and I'm going to dance. dance. That, you know, it doesn't really matter what it is. I just happen to teach through Pilates because that's something that I found. But it doesn't matter what you do. You just have to move your body at least 30 minutes, six times a week. Oh, wow. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, your book, Listen. Where did the idea for that came up? The name as well is catching us, really. It's a yeah, bestseller on Amazon from what I can see. But tell us. Yes, yes. That yes. Name. So it's called listen, listen, Watch What You Say Your Body Is Listening. Because I think we are really bad listeners. Yeah. Right? Where we're, we, we really don't listen. Because people say to me, oh, I can't meditate. Uh, I can't do this. I can't do that. But you don't give yourself the opportunity to. Yeah. And so it's really just sitting back in the morning, first thing, getting yourself a cup of tea, cup of coffee, yeah. whatever, and just taking a deep breath and looking at where you are, the room that you're in, and noticing how lucky you are. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. noticing how lucky I am to be in this body um, you know, we pretty much treat our cars better than we do our bodies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, people are obsessed about their cars. And if you need new brakes, you yeah. go get new brakes. Yeah. If yeah. you need yeah. oil change. You can, but yeah. in our bodies, there are people like, oh, my gosh, my knee hurts. My show. And, and we're incensed about that instead of saying, OK, mm, maybe I need to back off a little bit. Maybe I need to do a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need someone it's it's those kind of things so i wanted people and it's in big you know bold purple letters yeah. so you listen because once you start to become a better listener your body goes thank you our bodies are so want to please us so much yeah. you see we get stuck in our minds our minds our egos trick us and say stuff but our body really tells us the truth yeah. and it's really from my years of working with people day in, day out, asking them, people asking the same questions. What can I do? How can I do that? And so it's just really come about. That's how the process yeah. came about. Yeah, yeah. So how should a reader engage with your book? You know, it's 10 uh, chapters and it's yeah. 10 it's really a pick up read it read a couple pages put it down and think about yeah, it okay i'm going to have you journal in the book i'm going to give you exercises there are videos that go along with it um and it it is meant to get you into self reflection and it's also get you into hearing the words that you say i'm wow. so stupid yeah i can't like yeah. those kind of things you know with your kids you're yeah. very cautious about what you say. But again, with ourselves, I'm so fat. I look so old. I'm so stupid. I can't do that. I, you know, and because I work with usually uh, men and women 50 plus, 
the words that they say is, I can't balance. I can't do that. I'm too stupid. I'm too fat. I don't know. And it's just, there's nowhere to go from there. I mean, it, it's just so disempowering. So if you could start to listen to the words that you say, and when you say it, just go, oh, wow, cancel, cancel. Yeah. I'm going to say something better. I'm going to say, I am learning to be a better listener. I am learning to be better with my computer. I am learning to be better with my body. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to take that back. And I want you just to be more thoughtful. So it's 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 chapters to get you more thoughtful. It's stories from clients that I've had, things that have happened to me in my life. Yeah. And, and myself included. I mean, I started off, as I said, early on, and I didn't want to hear and people are like, I don't want to know. I don't want to go to the doctor because, and people always go to, it's cancer. Yeah. <laughs> but even cancer is curable. Yeah. We are, we are really on the cutting edge. And it's, and I work with a lot of people with cancer and it's getting them to change their mindset. Yeah. So it's always an opportunity for us to, you know, what you think about is the way your life turns. When you yeah. think everything is crappy in your life, if you look around at your life, it's pretty crappy. But all of a sudden, the flip side of that is you think you're the luckiest person on the planet and you feel so happy to be where you are. All of a sudden, things multiply. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, right? and we say that to kids all the time, but sometimes we don't say to ourselves enough. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And when you hear it from your kids, it breaks your heart. Wow. Yeah, that's so right? true. So You're just true. like, I mean, you know. And dumb it, and, it, yeah, you're so thinking, sad. why would and you so, say that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it sounds like a fascinating book to have. And I'll certainly give it a look for it um, online to see. As I said, the, the, the key piece there is something I'm sure I've said it about twice to other people not just in the title of the book, because yeah. it resonated with me instantly as a very simple way of describing, you know, a phenomenon that a lot of us have experienced through our own doing. And so I, I did feel like, you know, that was something that would, so I'm going to pivot a little bit to talk a little bit about how you ended up writing your book. Right. And, uh -huh. um, you know, what has been the most difficult part when you were writing your book for you, like the process of writing your book? Oh, I think I think we get in our own way. So I'm for me, my schedule is pretty busy. So I would wake up at 4 a.m. and I would work from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. So that's a good two hours. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was I, I think what happens is you get in the process of writing and I try to just get it out, get it out, get it out. And then I'll go back and edit later, but just try, try to get the chapters that I want, get an over, an outline, get the chapters I want. Um, and, and But I think your self-doubt is, is for a writer. You know, it's a lonely task, uh, but for a writer, you start to doubt yourself so much. You're like, is this, am I crazy? Yeah. It's like make any sense. And I would give, you know, I, luckily my husband is very supportive and, um, he would, I said, would, I said, would you just look at this? Am I on the right track? Yeah. Um, and, and so he'd give me a lot of feedback back. But the other fabulous thing is I was in a group with 12 other women and we were all writing a book. So we were in this three month program oh, wow. where we were all writing a book. So 
not none of them had anything to do with anything yeah, else. Yeah, it's just the energy. But the energy, and we didn't know each other. We all met online. Oh wow! And we all got together at the end of it when we published. We all published on the same day. Wow, that's powerful. And every book became a bestseller on oh, Amazon. Wow, wow, that's yeah. a power. So, so it was powerful. So that when you were in the middle of it, because you know it starts off. Um, it starts off and you're just doing it and then you get stuck in it and then you come to, you can see the finish line, you know, and, and then you kind of get a little more energy, but everybody, when they were bogged down would reach out to somebody. And I think that's the biggest thing for writers is, you know, it's in your head. You got to get it out on paper. Yeah. Don't get it. Just write it, write it, write it. And I tell, I tell a lot of women are like, I don't have time. And I'm like, if you have to write on the back, of a grocery receipt, yeah. right on that, right in your phone. I had my first, this is my second book. Well, it's really my fourth book, but my first book I wrote on a little iPad mini. My husband had given me with a little keyboard. I put it in my purse and every day at lunch I would write. Wow. And so I think a writer just has to find those moments. Yeah. You know, there's no wonderful situation. Everyone has to figure out the times, especially with work and families and, yeah, and whatever yeah, your life is. But yeah. the most important thing for writers to do is write. Yeah. Yeah. Has publishing your books and you're now mentioning your fourth book, has, has publishing your book changed the way that you see yourself? Absolutely. You know, I, I didn't really realize I wanted to be a writer. Um, and then, you know, you become a writer and you're like, I'm a writer. That's so cool. I love seeing my books. I, I, I really do. I, I love um, people buying them and, and, you know, calling me and stuff like that. And, and this last book, listen, I just turned it into a masterclass. Okay. Oh, it's a masterclass. And, and uh, so that's very exciting. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean, you know, there's the possibilities. The possibilities are are really endless. And so if your listeners are thinking of writing, I say go ahead. Every yeah. I feel everyone has a book in them. Everyone yeah. has a story to tell. And it's for you. You're telling your story for you, but it's also for so many other people. One person. That's all you have to influence is one yeah. person and you've changed the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brene Brown, who is a writer, I've seen she mentioned something yeah. to this effect to say that your story might be someone else's survival guide. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's so true because we all have such different, different lives. And just if you, you know, pick up a book and there are so many books, but I, I read a lot and I, um, if you get one pearl from a book. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to influence you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the name of your book, that's, is, I think, is a powerful just on its own. It tells you, said, don't judge a book by its cover, but <laughs> that's cool. it's a nice, um, nice thought of um way to express something. So let me ask one more question. Um, what do you need in your writing space to help you stay focused? Oh, boy. I don't think you need anything. Uh, I'm best with, I know people like music and stuff like that. I do not. I like wow. quiet. I like quiet. Um, that's why I like waking up at four o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah. The world was quiet, yeah. you know? And so I just find a little bit of space, just take out my computer and start, start working. Um, you know, I don't know. Or, or I love how I always in my bag, I always have a little journal with me. Um, and I'm always writing something down. Ooh, that, 
or the notes in my phone, I'm always writing something down because I, I never know when that's going to be my next book, my next thought, my next, I write a lot of articles, a lot of health, for a lot of health magazines and stuff like that. So for me personally, it's not like I have to have a specific space or anything, uh, you know, that keeps me, uh, I just have to be grounded within myself. Yeah. And from that, that that's what, what helps me be a, a, a good focused writer. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to bring this to a close as we can see. <laughs> mm. um, where can listeners purchase your book or even make contact with you, Connie? Oh, well, they can always find me um, on, on Instagram and Facebook. On Facebook, Connie Brunner Pontero, and okay. on Instagram, Connie Pontero. And then Amazon. Amazon. Listen, watch what you say. Your body is listening. Um, and then also, I have my uh, absolutelygrounded.com is my website. Okay. I have a lot of free content there, and can, people can connect with me there. And um, always love to have people reach out, especially when they're in chronic pain and uh, are, are stuck in something. Uh, I always like to help people either send them to the right person they need to talk to or, you know, if I can help, always my pleasure. Mama, it was a pleasure talking with you. I am so I'm inspired after listening to you talking about, you know, your book. And as I said, I, I've used already. I'm beginning to use your stuff. So I will have a look for it. <clears throat> I'm really thankful that you found the time to come and share your story and your book with our thank audience. You so, so much. Thank you thank very you. much um, for your time, Connie. It's a pleasure meeting thank you. you. Thank you. I look for your book. Thanks for listening to this episode of Your Book, Your Story. If you liked what you heard, then please be sure to hit like and subscribe and share with like-minded people to help spread the word. See you next time.